Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, today we're going to talk about parents who don't really engage enough with their kids. That's right. You know, it's parents who are wanting to have a relationship, but just through the busyness of life or through the difficulties of life or the hardships or the pressures, they begin to wander away from their child. Now, at the very base of all this, I want you to know, I think every young person wants to spend time with their family. Wait, wait, I, wait, wait. wait. That, yeah. that, that's not what kids are saying to parents, That's right. Though, you, know or... what, you know what? But I say this all the time. I don't care what kids say. <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that just says that the inherent part of any child is they long for wisdom. They long for something good. They long for understanding. They want to know something that applies to their life. The great disengagement that happens is that many kids feel like parents just don't understand them. But once a parent understands the culture, the influence, why a child acts the way they do, then they can engage in such a way that is a welcomed experience where a child invites them in. And somebody says, just like you said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, not That's in my crazy. house. <laughs> and I go, I live with 50 kids that are, are at complete wits in with their family and their families at wits in with them. And you know what? They long to spend time with somebody older. And I'm no spring chicken. I mean, I, I'm turning white and, and I'm older and I'm a grandfather. But I tell you what, these kids, they want to spend time with somebody. And so it's important for parents to learn how to engage during a time that it's very easy to disengage. And it's important that we talk about this today, the disengaged parent. Mark, how is it that we drift apart from our teens during those those years? You know, sometimes I think it's just conflict that does that. I mean, we begin to see that they're uh, world and their culture is somewhat different. And so because we don't understand it, we move away from it, or we may have a little fight. You know, it's the same thing that I do with my wife. When we get into a little tiff, and it's usually her fault all the time. <laughs> oh, sure. But, yeah. That's not what she told me. <laughs> I know. But you know what happens? I move away. And when I move away, I disengage. And, and that is why I am so passionate of telling parents and people when you're in the midst of conflict, that is a sign that you need to come back together. Mm-hmm. Our tendency is to walk away from one another. Conflict has a way of pushing us apart. And if we continue to walk away, especially during these conflictive times where we are trying to build principles and biblical values and morals into the life of our child, and our child is struggling with implementing those in their life, in the culture that they have to live in. If we see that conflict and we walk away from it, we become disengaged and nobody is there to speak truth into the life of our child. So they continue to spin out of control. And then the anger begins because they are mad that we didn't stay engaged with them. Hmm. And my point is very simple in this, that, that we are to parent our kids as God parents us. God has says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so just as a God does that to me. I need to do that, not just say that. I need to do that to my kids and say to them, I will never leave you or forsake you, whether we have conflict or whether there's total peace in our home. I will be there for you and with you and desire something from you 
at the same time. You know, one thing that I can imagine is going on here, and you write about this in your book, is the fact that at the, the very time the teen is becoming more and more independent, at the same time, the parents are much more involved in their careers at that stage That's of life. That's right. That's right. You know, when you look at the average age of a parent today, you know, they're at the peak of their career. They are. They have just bitten off more than they can chew in regards to credit or, or, or a mortgage or involvement a in other places. Pressure, sure. People are wanting them to be involved everywhere. If I said yes to everything that somebody wanted me to be involved with, I could easily ignore even my dog. I mean, it's, it is so easy to get so caught up in other things that we neglect our family at the time that they need us the most. It's easy because our kids can become very busy at the same time that we're becoming very busy. Yeah, two different worlds. That's right. And you know where I see it happen more times than not is when a parent comes to a time when their child is getting married, that father walks their daughter down the aisle or stands with their son up front And more times than not, they are regretful that they didn't spend more time. And so what I'm trying to tell parents is, let's make sure you don't get to that point. Let's make sure that that you look at it and say, I have spent time with my child. I've been there for better, for worse. I've been there in richer and poor, just as you would with your wife. You're there with your kids, you know, in good health, in bad health. When things weren't so good, when things were great. I was there, and I commit my life to do that so that you don't live in regrets and feel like you haven't passed something on that is so essential in the life of your child. We've already mentioned this, but you do have to sometimes look past the words and actions of your teen. You have to look at their heart because they may may be pushing you off with their hand, but they may be asking you to come into their life uh, with their heart, right? Yeah, you know, and I let kids... Kids say things to me that that we couldn't say on the air. I mean, kids say things that will push other people away, but it's usually out of fear. It's usually out of anger. It's usually out of the absence of hope that anything's going to change. And one thing that I do know is that, that, that I can't change anybody's life. I, I can't. I can change my life, and that's it. And so what I need to work on, instead of always spending time trying to change everybody else's life, I need to change mine, and that creates the arena, the atmosphere for change to happen. And when a child begins to see that there is a possibility of change in the life of their parents, then they feel like they can change themselves in their own world, and that brings about hope. Mm -hmm. Now, how we do that, I I mean, I think God's at work in our life in a mighty way. I think we follow those principles that God has placed out there for us, and and they work. I mean, they, they bring about truth, and they bring about light into the darkness that we deal with as parents. But at the same time, I think what a child does when, is that they see something happen in us, and so they get hope that something can happen in them because yeah. they realize that they have to change as well. If you're disengaged, the kids will never see it. Hmm. They will see, you know what? I need to become independent and not use my family get as Get the message to be left alone. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so who do they rely on? They rely on other kids that are just as foolish as they are, yeah. that are making the same mistakes. We need to be speaking truth into their life when they go through the most difficult of times. You've heard me mention that I started a program called Heartlight that has now helped over 3,000 families and teens by having them come live with us in Longview, Texas. Here's an alternative. And almost 90% of the people who attend this Family in Crisis conference that we hold four times a year never have to send their teen off to a program. 
before you send, come and attend. You'll have the opportunity to spend with 30 other parents, and I'll help you understand what is happening to your teen and also spend time coming up with a plan to stop the crisis in your home. It's a two-day seminar located on the Heartlight Campus in Longview, Texas. Our upcoming event is October 20th through the 22nd, and you can sign up by going to www.familycrisisretreat.com. That's familycrisisretreat.com. I hope you'll take time to come spend a couple of days with us and stop the crisis that you're experiencing in your family. Hey, this two-day event can change the direction of your family. It can save your marriage and just might be one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life and the life of your teen. Let's give a few quick ideas for how to reconnect with your team. That's right. Hey, eat, you know, together at least once a week, just one-on-one. You know, Scripture says when you're confronting somebody, go to them one-on-one first. I tell parents all the time, don't do a two-on-one thing. Don't do a three-on-one. Don't do confrontation around the family dinner. But spend time one-on-one, just spending time with your child. And and let the goal be this. I want to learn about their world. I want to learn about what they are surrounded by. I want to learn their challenges. And so start asking questions. Scripture says that a fool delights in airing his own opinion. <laughs> I would tell you, then don't air your opinion unless somebody ask. Right. You know, and moms, this is hard for you. Become this good is, at asking questions. That's right. This is really hard. But this is a time that you want your child to share their opinions so that they can engage with you and ask for your wisdom. They don't want your opinion all the time, but you know, but they want your wisdom. So create the atmosphere that they can move toward you to do that. How important is it that we find something to do together that's fun? Oh, I think it's real important. I think it's always looking. Whatever their interest is, that's what I want to be doing. You know, if they want to ride horses, then I want to ride horses. If they want to water ski, then I want to water ski. If they want to play backgammon, (laughs) if they want to sit around and play Monopoly, I'll do that. I hate playing board games. If they want to, whatever they want to do, I'll do it with them. I'll enjoy something with them, not thinking that it's evil. Even video games or, or, or skateboarding or whatever it is, I want to do something with them to let them know I'm interested enough in you that I will give my time and my activity with you and even risk life if I have to, you know, to to just engage with them. (laughs) That's sacrifice. We've got to find a way to go deeper into the lives of our kids, not just shallow talk all the time about activities. Absolutely. You know, forget about activities. And I mean, stop talking about activities and stop sharing your opinion. You've done a good job of, of planting seed in the life of your child, but quit doing those two things and try to come up with another way to engage with your child. I mean, you'll see that any interview that we do with kids, I'm asking them questions. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. I ask questions. They feel valued. They feel like somebody's listening to them. Well, they open right up. That's right. And in the midst of it, what they do is they eventually come back. But I work hard to do nothing but but ask questions. And if they want my opinion, which I know they do, they're going to ask for it. What I'm doing by asking questions is creating the atmosphere that they can move toward me. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.